good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the Word of God? I want to welcome you to the last podcast of this particular week. And in doing so, I would like to end up uh, or finish off by having a hymn history. Haven't had one of those since I've been back. And so I wanted to take time to uh, go over a hymn history that has been of special blessing to people of God. Um, the one that I've chosen for today is one that perhaps you have sung. I know I grew up singing this particular hymn so many times uh, when I was a child. We've sung it at our church many times, and uh, I don't think that uh, any hymn has had a greater impact on Bible-believing fundamental churches than this particular, well, this is at least one of the top ten, I would believe, anyway. Uh, this hymn uh, as is discussed in Guy Johnson's book, The Treasury of Great Hymns, this hymn uh, is the very epitome of the gospel. Uh, it brings the strongest message, I think, of, heart, of, of many hymns of the sacrificial lamb of the Lord Jesus Christ, his shed blood, uh, the promise of salvation, his love, and all of these things, and about what it means to become a genuine believer. And the name of this hymn, of course, is Just As I Am Without One Plea. Well, uh, many of you heard in that particular title that this hymn is written in the first person singular. It's a very personal hymn. It's one that is often sung at invitations that are given at the end of messages and sermons in Bible teaching churches, because every time the Bible is preached, it calls for a response and a choice that's made by the hearers that are in the congregation at that preaching event. And I don't think it's, it's, it's no mistake that this particular hymn is used because people come to a point where they have to make a decision about the, about the, uh, the sermon and what it's teaching. And so it's written in the first person singular, this particular hymn, the present tense. That's significant. It's huge. Now, the background of this is, it actually begins back in May of 1822. There was a Dr. Milan of Geneva, Switzerland, and he was being entertained in the home of a friend of his whose name was Charles Eliot. And one day, while he was visiting with his friend Charles Eliot, uh, his, he started to chat with Charles' daughter, whose name was Charlotte. Charlotte was an invalid. She was handicapped. And while she was chatting with this little girl, uh, Dr. Milan asked, well, are you a Christian? Have you accepted or experienced Jesus Christ? Well, Charlotte, back in, you know, back, this is back, folks, in 1822, uh, Charlotte was absolutely aghast. She was just taken back. Uh, one did not just discuss openly one's religion, and, and, and you certainly would never boast that you were actually saved, that you knew that. Well, later on, her resentment was kind of, well, the, the Holy Spirit kind of pierced her heart, and she began to think about it, and she came and apologized to Dr. Milan and said, well, I'm, I'm very sorry for my rudeness. Actually, I, I would like to come to Christ. I would like to be a Christian, but I don't know how to find him. Well, Dr. Milan, aware that she'd been seeking salvation, but, but doing so through her own works and her own efforts and her own religiousness, said to her, well, you come just as you are. Cut the cable. 
It will take too long to unloose. It's just a small loss anyway, referring to her good works and self-made efforts. Well, a, a few years went, uh, and at that particular point, she was converted, and she asked Christ to be her Savior, and she was saved. Twelve years later, after that conversion, Charlotte wrote this hymn, Just As I Am, without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou didst bidst me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come I come. Second stanza says, Just as I am, and waiting not, to rid my soul of one dark blot, to thee whose blood can cleanse each spot, O Lamb of God, I come. And then the third stanza says, Just as I am, though tossed about, with many a conflict, many a doubt, fightings and fears within, without, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Just as I am, poor, wretched, blind, sight, riches, healing of the mind, yea, all I need in thee I find, O Lamb of God, I come. Just as I am, thou wilt receive, will welcome, pardon, and cleanse, and relieve, because thy promise I believe, O Lamb of God, I come. Well, Charlotte wrote this after her conversion. Her brother, in an effort to secure funds for a founding of a school for children of poor pastors, held a, a, a fundraiser, and all the Elliots, but the ailing and the sickly Charlotte, went to help him in the effort. While she was left alone... The invalid, Charlotte, became so discouraged at the thought of her uselessness that she felt she couldn't bear it anymore. And she thought, you know, and this is what she says, quote, God's grace is sufficient for all things, and surely my thoughts of uselessness can be conquered by His grace. And so the thought of God's marvelous grace that not only saves and keeps inspired her to set down in verse the gospel of pardon and peace and heaven, just as I am without one plea, not having anything of her own to bring to God. She was used of the Lord. Well, how did this hymn become popular? Well, it first appeared just anonymously uh, in a paper that was edited by Charlotte, but there was a wealthy woman who read her words and was touched very deeply by them and had them printed in a leaflet and distributed freely to the to people. And one day after giving her a routine checkup, Charlotte's doctor handed her one of these leaflets saying, I think you might appreciate the sentiment of these words. And imagine her surprise when she picked it up and she read the, her own words that she wrote. Those first six stanzas were published in a hymn book, and they were. it's actually been set to a number of different hymns, but um, Charlotte Elliott, the daughter, granddaughter, and sister of preachers, was born in Clapham, England, and she was reared in a very spiritual atmosphere, but knew she needed Christ. She endured a lot of physical agony in her life. She went through a lot of difficulty. She actually wrote this, quote, My heavenly Father knows, and He alone, what it is, day after day and hour after hour, to fight against bodily feelings of almost overpowering weakness 
and languor and exhaustion to resolve as he enables me to do, not to yield to the slothfulness, the depression, the irritability. Such a body causes me to long to indulge, but to rise every morning, determined on taking this for my motto, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Well, we thank the Lord for Charlotte Elliott who penned these words that have been the tune by which thousands of people have walked uh, 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 a repentant, broken center aisle and they have come to Christ and found without any other plea but that His blood was shed for me. God bless you today. Uh, Walk with Christ. Prepare your heart for the Lord's day. Uh, It's coming up very soon. And I hope that you'll not be a stranger to the house of God. Get up. Purpose in your heart that you're going to put God first in all you do. And I promise you that that will have benefits that will keep on giving for all the rest of the week. Walk with Christ and keep your eyes fixed on Him.